This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to the Advanced Analytics Podcast. My name is Guy Williams. I'm joined by my brother via the phone, uh, Paul Williams. Hello. I forgot his name for a second there. And I'm also joined by um, my non-brother, but close personal friend, JT. Hello, someone's brother. It's time for Advanced Analytics, isn't it? Sorry about that. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm having a bit of a crisis of confidence this week. I'm losing my passion for the game, my love of basketball. Well, that's not a great way to open a basketball podcast. I realize, yeah, I realize it's a weird thing to start with. Are you flat, guy, or you think the basketball's flat? Oh no, no, I'm good. I'm I'm more of a soccer fan these days. Football. <laughs> this um, crisis of confidence was triggered by the place that um, all crises of confidence has come from. It was um, Twitter.com, where um, I wanted to support the pod by tweeting out what I thought was a humorous thing that Paul said. Um, he said, I-, I was saying that Dwayne Wade is a good um, NBA dunk contest judge because he's a, he's a legendary former player. And Paul disputed that, saying, you don't go down to the courthouse and the judge is a guy who did a murder a few years ago, which I thought was funny. But anyway, I got a response from a dude named D who said... Um, Guy, do you even like the NBA? Feels like all you do is just complain about it lately. And while I was like, hey, man, that was a joke. It wasn't meant to be a complaint. And I do love complaining. That's one of my passions in life. Um, I felt bad. It was like, it really hit me hard. Like, do I even like the NBA? It's a good question. Wow. Yeah, this is a real unsurprising twist for the podcast. Why is it, mm. why is, why is it unsurprising? No, it is very surprising. Oh, very surprising. Okay, I'm glad you said that. um surprising. Yes, I was, I was, I was led to believe you two liked basketball. So no, well, if I'm, I love it. If I'm, or Paul, explain to me why you love it. What do you love about this season so far? What do you love about right now in basketball and um, NBA? Well, this season's fun because it's kind of crazy. Like, it's just insane. Mm. Like, you just don't know any game. You just don't know who's going to win unless it's like the Bucks playing someone. Then they'll probably win. But um. Uh, the pure magic is, Jesus Christ. is constant. All right, you're fired from the podcast. JT. No, if, you know, if anyone's you... fired, it's you, the guy who doesn't want to talk about basketball. No, 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 no. no. Well, I, I, was just like, I was just like, give me a reason, what, something you've, that's interested you this week. Um, JT, you got anything? Well, yeah, I've got a couple of things, actually. Okay. I think Paul's, I think Paul's almost onto it. Um, how, are we okay for spoilers today? Is there no, is there a, any sort of spoiler po- policy on this podcast? Or no, is it... we're spoilers. That I watched the Magic game live. Sadly. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I was going to say that to me, the most amazing things are just tune into a game after work, no expectations, and see the Miami Heat upset the Bucks and very comprehensively. 
and dare and I the say Knicks it, upset the Rockets. Exactly. Well, I'd, you know, and that's maybe why I want to put a put the pause on Rocketman for this week. That was a real dampener. <laughs> no, but you've got the passion for the Rockets. They're doing well. Um, yeah. What was? Do you think it was a, a a sign of things to come in the playoffs, or just a one off blip? The Heat beating the Bucks. Now, nah, sign of things is, and I think I saw the birth of a superstar today. Who? Bam Adebayo. I know we all know he's good. He's an All Star this year, but man, is he good? Okay. He's the ultimate. Ultimate doesn't show up on the uh, score sheet, although he does often get triple doubles. But he's <laughs> one of the most versatile defenders ever. Wow, that's wow. a hu- that's a huge that's a huge claim. He um, you just think he was, does all the I'll... little things. He's a real hustle play guy. Yep, I saw him block in the fourth quarter after he put a left-hand block on Lopez and was on the break uh, down the other end to get fouled on a missed layup. But so fast. Does he um does, I love him. Does is he what um held Giannis to only 13 points today? Uh it was a bit of a team effort, but yeah, Giannis they are pretty good at um they sort of protect the paint pretty well themselves. The Heat really turned the buck strategy on themselves, and so Giannis Settled for maybe half a dozen threes that were maybe ill-advised, but yeah, he didn't look that great today. He does seem flawed, Giannis, right? Even though he was most people's MVP last year and on track to repeat again this year, there is definitely that feeling that maybe in the playoffs when a team starts to, yeah, maybe focus on his weaknesses, that he won't be able to score quite as freely as he does in the regular season even though he'll still be a force and get you know 25 to 30 points he may not be the dominant force needed to have like prolonged success exactly and i'm just really disappointed with myself that i uh, publicly reversed my position on the bucks only last week don't give up on them man i still think i still think they're probably the favorites to win the thing this year with the clippers Mm. sagging away don't you think no, I'm, I'm gutted because I, I had I had already given up on themselves, reversed that position, dared to dream, but now I think I should have given up. And the, you know, I was right to be. To I give don't up. trust them. Who's above them? I don't them? trust them at all. The Heat, one Raptors. game. Oh, Paul, if you come back with the Raptors one more effing time, didn't they lose to the like Charlotte Hornets the other day? Yeah, they lost to Denver. But last they're, night? they're doing. A, they're the Clippers of the East in the sense that they just don't care. Like, like, none of the players play half the season. They just rest up and then come playoff time, switch it into gear, I, I, get, get the whole squad together. As a Raptors fan, trot, Paul, trot out Mark, trot, trot, trot out Mark Gasol. Paul, I, I appreciate your support of the Raptors, but is this a joke or are you still serious on the Raptors being the favourites? No, I'm serious. The Raptors are coming out of the East. I'm calling it. Okay, okay. There's a difference between coming out of the East and being the favourites. Um, oh no, not to win at all. I, I thought we were talking the East. No okay. one in the East is going to win at all. Oh, you don't think so? I don't reckon. Uh, JT, what do you think? Oh, I suffer from extreme recency bias, so I think the Heat are winning the whole thing now. But um, you... no, I think <laughs> I think that's crazy. <laughs> he was, I think he was heat... joking. He was jo- no, really? no, joking. No, no, I'm not joking. Definitely the thing not. about this podcast is we really blur the lines between comedy and reality. No, I honestly believe it. I believe the Heat could beat anyone in a seven-game series. Okay, you're off your Not face. the Magic. We blew them out by 20 <laughs> or something. True. Okay, so... The they, magic. they actually blew us out then <laughs> as well. So it could be an interesting series. 
if Wait, it was guys, only a two-game series, it would be <laughs> really tough to call. We're, we're, guys, we're, we're, we're kind of three-quarters away through the season now. There should be a pretty clear um, picture of what's happening. I know the Bucks lost today, but in my mind, they've got to be like clear favourites to win the championship. Like They're a well-rounded team with two All-Stars, uh, a, a solid supporting cast, and a proven track record. You know, they're, they're still lining up to be one of the greatest regular season teams of all time. Why can't they translate that into the playoffs, you know? I just don't think it's happening. And it also puts in perspective how good that Warriors team was that went 72 and, wait, 73 and 9, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Why, why, because, why, why does it put that in perspective? Well, the Bucks are miles ahead of everyone and they're like 50-something and, and 9 right now and they just lost to the Heat. It's just... Yeah, I don't know. Point. It just shows yeah, you how so amazing unbeatable. this. Yeah, and they and 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 that 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 Warriors team as well would just like thrill you every game. Like they would go behind and then just come back in the third quarter or the fourth quarter and buzzer beating threes. Yeah, it really, it really, we really do take that for granted, don't we? It just it really just uh, ruin it all that they choked in the finals. And here's a question for you two on the East. Are the Pacers any good? Because I, I never watch them. Uh, but they seem to be like, win sometimes. Look, if you're looking for people to, who watch NBA games, you're you're on the wrong podcast, mate. <laughs> uh, um, Wait, what was, the, what was the question? What was the if, question? If you're looking for people who ah, listen the to your good. questions, then you're on the wrong podcast, mate. <laughs> the, the, the Pacers are... Um, uh, no, I don't, nope. think, I don't think they're a serious... JT just asked something. What was it? Paul, I'm answering the question, <laughs> trying to throw you a bone. You'll just let JT say it because your voice is, is grating on the ears. <laughs> we'll say it again. Sorry. Are God, the paces don't... for real? The paces are for real. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> the paces are for real. Come playoff time and they'll be healthy. They'll be ready. Paul. Do you think... I don't think the paces are better than the heat though, right, Paul? You're not making that... Statement. I think the Pacers are better than the Heat. No. Oh, that's wild talk. Paul, I've only you... seen the Heat play a couple times, and the the like. I'm just not trusting a team that's got some guy, it's like some white guy called Duncan Robinson, getting serious minutes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you got to yeah, Tyler admit, Hero and Duncan, Duncan Robinson. Rob- Duncan Robinson looks like the generated players from 2K like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and his name, nope. Duncan Robinson. That's not. So. I've seen Duncan Robinson probably like 15 times, but if he were to commit a crime and I witnessed it, I couldn't describe him other than yeah. like white guy, brown hair, tall. Yeah. Sounds like a bit like Guy, really. <laughs> it's pretty much me. Guys, we've, um, we've, we've veered wildly off course. Like the From what? The Bucks, the Bucks have lost one game from, and all of a sudden we've like um, given up on them. Paul's picking the effing Raptors and JT's picking the... Uh, Hates. I haven't seen. I haven't seen enough of the the Bucks to fully know why I feel this way, but I just feel like it's a um, it's a it's a castle built on sand. What what what's, and what come sand? Playoff time, they can el- get elaborate a little bit. What is that sand that they can't score in the clutch? I, I couldn't tell you. Just just the vibe. They're an orc. Nah, game. it's just some of these guys. I just don't trust them. Okay, well, I'm into vibes. The st- the statistics would say that the Bucks are in a superb defense, which backs it up with a potent offense. I guess my question mark that I was trying to pull out there was that can they score in the fourth quarter when it counts in the playoffs? 
but I'm going to say this year, possibly they can. Like, they've got quite a few uh, threats out there. I think everyone forgets about Middleton, and he is a legitimate... Uh, uh, everyone thought he was going to fall off this year, that he got a contract, and I think uh, he's a legitimately great first or second option. And um, when you look at... Uh, uh, you know, Giannis, Ilyasova, the Lopez brothers, I think they probably have enough. Um, yeah, but let's um, look at some other contenders then. Um, because Paul, I just, the Raptors is just not an option for me. And the Heat is definitely not an option. Like, this is insane. What about the Celtics? Because we've seen uh, Jason Tatum answer his critics, have a massive February, and like install himself as like himself as like you know a potential franchise player like um his contract predicted i always back the celtics always i, just I still i still back him i think celtics or the raptors can what, what did you uh, what did you back the celtics last year yeah i backed them really wrongly last year yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um uh, but this year, they a certain locker room cancer has been um, surgically removed and replaced with a locker room uh, a- antidote, c- cancer vaccine. Okay. Kimber Walker. <laughs> um, well, what about your other most hated player, Paul? What Russell Westbrook, the other player who has been yeah, a well, stellar producer in February. Well, interesting you bring that up today of all days where he lost to the Knicks. Um, Guys, we can't yeah. go on one game. The Knicks... Yeah, we can. He had, a chance, he had a chance to win it and he didn't. The expansion yeah, the Toronto Raptors beat the unbeatable 72-win Chicago Bulls. Like, anyone can beat anyone on, on the off day, you know? It's basketball. And mm. New York is famous actually- for... James Harden going York out bump. on the town. Like, I can see the Rockets losing to anyone on their day, you know? I will say this. I think the Rockets have become a threat now in my eyes um, due to the Covington acquisition. Love Covington. As a third as a third piece, love him. But I will say today they got exposed by um, just not being able to get a defensive rebound against the Knicks who would just shoot it, miss badly, just get it again, shoot again, miss badly, then put it in. Um, yeah. where, was, um, the, where was PJ Tucker? Well, he was just two feet below where all the action was happening. JT, you're the Rocket Man. Is it time for Rocket Man? Yeah. I think we could probably... Put, I think we could even just have a real... Um, a real micro rocket man today because my only my only take well at first I was going to crow about how shush your yep. sweet lips son it's time <laughs> okay. for the tune and I think it's gonna be a long long time touchdown brings me round again to find I'm not the man they think I am at home oh no 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 Rocket man, burning out of fuel surge, everyone. I'm hearing good things about this segment, JT. It's taking off. Why are you losing confidence in your um, passion for the Rockets? Are people loving this? I've, I've actually had some good feedback 
So, look, I was just going to come in here and... Why are you surprised? It's a great segment starring you talking about the most exciting team in the NBA who are revolutionizing small ball basketball. That's right. And so I was going to come in here and read you a box scores one after the other of Robert Covington. But today has really put a dampener on me. That loss to New York. Oh, and the other thing I was going to say, well, I was going to have a mere culpa to Russell Westbrook. Was yeah. I wrong? Was I wrong about Russell? Maybe he actually is the perfect player for the system. But then this loss to New York's really dampened me. But JT, you are I literally actually, unraveling I... before our eyes. Just because it's one game, it doesn't mean anything. Guy, you I need to calm down. I don't know what's going on today. You, you need to calm picked down. the Raptors to win the NBA championship. That is unacceptable. No, I, I picked them to win the Eastern Conference. That's still unacceptable. Can I, no, you, you need to get out of Rocket Man right now. You're bringing a, a bad energy. Um, JT, I was thinking today, watching the Raptors, uh, the Rockets as they lost to the the Knicks, but I was thinking one benefit that I hadn't really thought about. Um, I don't know if there's any truth to this, but uh, they were giving up quite a lot of offensive rebounds. But also, the Knicks were pushing hard to get. Like it was clear they were like, let's crash the offensive boards. And I was thinking how that, while it it can hurt. They can give up offensive boards. It also works in their favor in the sense that, you know, a lot of teams will shoot and then everyone will get back quite quickly. But if everyone's targeting the offensive boards and Rockets get it, then it's fast break time, it's aka where Russell Westbrook really comes into his own, just burning down and just yamming it. Exactly. It kind of works in their favor a bit. True. So, and you know, Paul, you've actually inspired me to give you give my serious pre-planned Rocketman content. Now, you've actually inspired it back. So, okay, wow. good. Yeah, that was really inspiring, Paul. Thank you. So, okay, thank you. I just want to read you some <laughs> some stats here. Okay, and you tell me the player I'm talking about. Is it Robert Points. Covington? Mm, just let me read it out first. <laughs> Points eleven, rebounds seven, blocks four. Robert Covington. Points, 16. Rebounds, 16. Blocks, 3. Is it Robert, Robert Covington? Covington. Yeah, it's Robert Covington, guys. So, amazing. Robert Covington is, I, I would say... Keep if you going just with the judging, stats. We need more stats. Okay. Uh, 20 points, 13 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 block, 2 steals, 3-point percentage, 54.5%. Who am I talking about? Robert Covington. Robert Covington. Robert Covington. And what did he, what Robert, did he do today that uh, made you lose confidence in him? Now, I haven't lost confidence in Robert Covington, so here are my two real takeaways from Rocketman for the week. One is, Mir Culpa, Russell Westbrook, I'm p- proud to have bought your shoes in America. I've hated you for years, and I like you now, and I like your attitude, and I like how you don't give two stuffs about anyone, and you just run the floor and just attack the paint no matter what. Okay? So that's... So could someone pass on that message to Russell? That's from me. Do you think he and actually doesn't listen. give a stuff about anyone? Because I always feel that people who pretend they give a stuff about no one actually give a lot of a stuff. That's why they're trying so hard. Oh, uh, yeah. He's definitely hugely thin-skinned. He, um, I'm enjoying his like wrestling persona, though. He's taunting the crowd. He's um, 
really playing up that heel stereotype and the rockets have been villains for a long time anyway and uh i'm I, i'm quite enjoying that like peak Westbrook, like um angry at the world kind of vibe and also how he's just i just love the fact that he's just stopped shooting threes and now he's super efficient again so he actually out thought of all of us because I've, I've been here saying they just need a point guard who will shoot threes but he's just played 40 chess and stopped shooting threes altogether and is super, is awesome now. Do not give him that credit. Like, for four months of the year, for the first four months of the season, everyone was like, hey, Westbrook needs to stop shooting threes, and he didn't listen to anyone, and eventually, finally, he's done it, and now everyone is proven right with the obvious assumption that a guy who's excellent at driving and terrible at shooting threes should do more driving and less threes. Yeah, and here's for my final... I've got two more points to Rocket Man, and I wish I had done this in different order because this is going to be a little bit easy to guess now. Who am I, okay? What superstar am I? Russell Field Westbrook. goal percentage, 56. Three-point percentage, 42. Free throw percentage, 72.5. Average between 7.5 rebounds, 5.5 assists, and 33 points. Who am I? Russell Westbrook. Correct. That's, ama- that's amazing numbers for the last 10 games. You know your first um, Think- get- quiz-guessing game... Um, the Robert Covington yeah. one. You actually said, "Now I'm going to read out some stats from Robert Covington," <laughs> and then you said, "Guess who this is? Who these stats I'm reading out are?" Okay, well, it's a learning experience. But anyway, but the one negative of Rocket Man, the one negative of Rockets is Paul touched on it. They are suddenly weirdly getting outboarded, and I don't know whether the Knicks are a bad matchup because the Knicks famously just got um signed like a Big thousand ball. yeah a thousand power forwards the only team they ever like unless james dolan is actually playing 40 chess knew what mike antony was gonna do <laughs> and plan plan for this one like, game he planned, no he's no, like he the whole league meet, meet the rockets in the finals the whole league's no, but, gonna go yeah. this way we just gotta get six identical power forwards <laughs> Also, just so anyway, it's basketball, guys. Like anyone can beat anyone on their day, and you know, it 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 it's not the New Zealand basketball team once finished above the United States in a basketball tournament. Like anything's possible over a couple of games. It's a seven-game series that we worry about, and that's I guess why we have a seven-game series as well. Um, that was a great Rocket Man, JT. Well done, mate. So hey, that's not actually. I've actually. It's going to be. I've got one more thing for Rocket Man, more. but it's a bit of a segue. After yes, lowering our expectations with all your chat about how short it was going to be, not only have you this provided is... a quality segment, but you're giving us more. How are we so lucky? Well, this is a really good one. So you know how it got me thinking after the Knicks uh, one today. It got me thinking about the New York bump, right? How all these players um, lose in New York allegedly because they have such a good nightlife yeah and then i wanted to ask if either of you have seen the amazing investigative piece that some guy on reddit did yeah about charles barkley and his love of san antonio woman oh no yeah. no, no, no i did not see that and so someone some you know how charles barkley is it's actually quite offensive but always goes on about uh, san antonio woman and i and talks about the various snack foods in san antonio it's the worst joke yeah, but someone went through Charles Barkley's whole career and showed <laughs> and it showed that he actually was terrible every time in San Antonio. And the hypothesis is that this is all some sort of ch- cover for Charles Barkley because it's him that ate, overeats and overindulges in San Antonio. Wow. You're saying he's actually sleeping with the San Antonio woman that he's been mocking cruelly for years. Potentially. Wow. Well, I'm glad you've taken the um, this, this story to the bottom of the barrel because I just briefly wanted to touch on um, 
NBA Reddit, and they have been obsessed this week with um, James Harden potentially uh, crapping his pants. <laughs> he did, though, eh? I don't know. I find I, it. I find. I it didn't bit, think he did. I, I find it a bit puerile that like it's this and um and Reddit jumping on Javale McGee asking for Zion's jersey and Zion not asking for jails and Javale's in return. Like I do think sometimes us people on the internet we go a little bit far, and when you're zooming in on pixelated uh cro- ass shots of James Harden lying on the floor to find out whether there's smudges on his white shorts. I feel like we all need to close our laptops and just walk outside for a bit. What's the thing about JaVale McGee's jersey? I didn't catch that. Um, it, it was just that uh, he, he asked Zion for his jersey after the game. Zion gave it to him, but then Zion didn't uh, didn't want JaVale's jersey back in return. <laughs> that's not true. That's, that's not true. That's so brutal. No, that's not What's true. What's true? What happened was um, yeah. Zion... Uh, JaVale asked Zion for Zion's jersey. Zion gave him the jersey, and then Zion's like, "All right, time to go back to the locker room now," and just left. And he didn't. That was exactly what I said. No, 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 no. You said that Zion didn't want JaVale's jersey in return. What part like, of that video looked like he wanted his jersey? Like, like, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, Paul and Reddit are skewering it to make it look like Zion was like rejecting JaVale in some way. It's just he he's not maybe not trading jerseys with people. Like, like you know, okay, like, I'm on there now. What, I'm going to weigh in. All I, me- I'm all I mean, right now. all I mean is that Zion just he didn't he didn't um, insult Javale in any way. He just didn't ask for his jersey. Like, if someone asks for your jersey, you give it to him, and it's 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 not um like pr- polite protocol to go. Oh, I better ask for his jersey back now. He just didn't think about it. I think it is polite p- protocol to give it's it, polite. give yours back in return. So I'm ready to weigh in. I've just watched the video. Um, I'm ready to weigh in. Okay. Thank you, Reddit. I'm just on here now. I think I think Zion didn't think of it. Thank you. I don't. Th- Thank yeah, you. but I, but I think he would have thought of it if it wasn't Javon McGee. Like I think there. Paul's got a point here as well. It's rude. He's a young kid. He needs to be it's better. It's rude not to give. <laughs> it is very rude. No, this is. We've got to get a life here. All right. Zion is a 19-year-old kid who's just going about his life. It's very confusing in a big stadium, and you don't always think the first thing in your head isn't like what's the exact right thing to do in the social situation sometimes you stuff up and this is just a minor a minor no no i don't think i don't think people are uh, like i'm not attacking zion i just think it's kind of funny we're not we're not talking about the character zion seems like like the nicest guy what a loser that he didn't want your jersey Mm, I don't think it's really that. What is it's it then? It's kind of funny. On Reddit, most people it was just, are saying Zion's cocky, Zion, which I think is Oh, rude. I thought it was just Zion just accidentally kind of didn't really think, and it's just kind of funny. But I think it <laughs> wasn't even the biggest um, jersey swap story of the week. What was LeBron the James and Ja Morant. Yeah. Um, so LeBron James, I think, maybe sent his jersey to, as a power move, maybe. I don't know if it was... I, I, I can't quite find it. I thought, this is what I I thought th- Ja I, asked for LeBron's jersey, didn't he, or something like that? Uh, may, maybe. I thought he just maybe sent it to... Yeah, he must have asked. But um, I like that uh, Ja then sent it back. Sent back his. No, no yeah, yeah, wait. There's a big difference. He didn't send back LeBron's jersey, right? He sent back no, no, his he own sent, jersey. Sent his, yes. Jamarant's the sassiest guy in the NBA, and I absolutely love it. Hey, yeah, guys, he's I'm, great. I'm just deep diving this video. I've watched it about 100 times over now, and I've gone right back to the start. So I've got a, some more evidence to throw in the mix. 
it looks like real early on. Like, it looks like no one is exchanging jerseys at all in these two teams. So maybe the NBA, maybe there's like some sort of unwritten rules that are in effect now. Don't trade jerseys. And then Javal taps him early on to request the jersey. Zion starts taking it off, and then LeBron comes over, and they sort of break up for a bit. So I think it's more the case Javal asked for it a while, a while ago, and so the scene we see is just them giving it. It's not rude. Yeah, thank you. Proven. Sorry, Paul. And not not humorous in any way. Take that. Um, back to the, what we're talking about. A week. So, this was the quote from LeBron James. I didn't even know I was getting his jersey. Actually, I gave him mine for sure, but I didn't know he was returning the favor. It's just pretty cool. <laughs> anyway, I loved it. So you it's, love? Is yeah. Is giving jerseys a big deal now? Because I just sent through. I in my I recollection, so. they always just give every like just jerseys everywhere. No, it's not. It wasn't. It's more of like a soccer or a rugby tradition, and I feel like it only kicked off in basketball like a, a few Dwayne years Wade. ago with Dwayne Wade and Kobe doing ah. it. Dwayne Wade especially, um, but yeah, it makes sense. It's quite a good idea, I guess. Yeah, the NBA weirdly is selling game-worn jerseys now where it used to be like a charity thing where the team's charity would get it but now they've just got a on nba.com in the nba store you can just buy game-worn like raptors finals jerseys it's kind of cool but it's kind of sad that just like literally every uh everything now is just turned into whatever money it can make on a bidding auction website online you know it's bloody 2020 isn't it it's the future, and the future is now. Um, Paul, that was a that was a tough act to follow. Are you ready for a bit of uh, magic mayhem? Yeah, big time. Well, it's that time, right about that time, for the stars to roll on out. Paul. Yeah, has it finished? There's no music, mate. We're um, okay. putting it in afterwards. But also, um, I was just worried that you just heard it was time for your segment and just logged off the call. No, you started singing along to the Rocket Man before, so I assumed you were playing them. Oh, sorry. Okay, we'll pretend we're going in now. Big week for the boys. Moved up to the seventh seed. We're climbing the ladder. Uh, Who did you jump? Brooklyn. I personally, Brooklyn. Yeah, um, and we haven't really been winning many games, but <laughs> obviously they've been going poor. Paul, Paul, would it be fair to say it's more of a case that Brooklyn fell backwards rather than no, the we're Magic jumping went forward? <laughs> we're jumping up, man. We, um, how, how great would it be if the West kept on disintegrating th- and, and the paces kept on falling back and the Magic like um, fell upwards to like the sixth seed or the fifth? Well, seed? here's the thing: I'd love, I'd love the sixth seed. Personally, I, I'm scared of the Raptors and I'm definitely scared of the Bucks come first round of the playoffs. But I love how you had to I say Raptors say, first just to really get it in there. No, no, just currently in the seventh seed, we're we're playing them. Currently, it's identical to last year. Yeah. Um, but except the rap, the the Raptors have gotten um, significantly worse, and the Magic have gotten a lot worse. I don't think the Raptors have gotten that much worse. They lost the um, MVP. Yeah, but the, the like now they've got like two more All Stars guys playing at All Star level. 
Um, okay. Uh, no, 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 no. But you we mean moved up. One more All Star because Cole Larry was an All Star last year. Or are you talking about someone else? About Siakam, Fred Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet's an All Star um, in my eyes. No, he's not. Um, he's crazy. Fred Van Vliet is awesome. No, he's good, but he's not an All Star. No, well, he technically wasn't, but he. I think he could have been. Like, okay, look at their look at their um, statistical rankings. Um, Kyle Lowry, twenty ninth ranked player. Pascal Siakam, thirty second ranked player. Fred VanVleet, the twenty eighth ranked player. Wait, what is this ranking? What's the rankings? Yahoo Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Sick, of course. What stats? Stats should count for something. No, they, they, they should they, count for. No, they, 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 they definitely do, Paul. But he's like the he's like the fourth option on a a, t- a a third seed you know like he's not then is it not cr- then is it not crazy that he's putting up the best stats yeah no. it's more more impressive if anything no, no. okay okay yeah. norman powell who's been depressing me for years is finally good now nah, he's year. back so one thing i say about the raptors paul in your defense is they so my wife is you know a massive raptors fan she told me she started spouting the other day about how about two months ago about how the Raptors were trying to get OG's confidence back, and I was like, "He's done. He's out of the team. He's gone in the summer." Yeah. Him and Norm Powell, my yeah. bloody goodness, they are great. They've turned yes. it around. Look at even OG and Anubi. Is this not all star level play? Thirty two <laughs> points, seven rebounds, three no, assists, Paul. seven Paul. steals. Paul, you can't He's be nearly serious. tripled. You can't just put the whole Raptors starting five into the uh, all star game. No, I know that's why what they weren't all there. Otherwise, he's having one of his career years. Put him in the All Star game as well. Well, no, that's that's why they didn't all get in because people were like, we can't just trot out the Raptors. But um, <laughs> I love how here's much what you I love will the say. Raptors. Well, I just think they're my they're my team this year for doing damage come playoff time. But and last year I was wrong with the Celtics. But this year I think the Celtics still could do some damage. But um, anyway. Moving on, back to magic, which is what the segment is about. So ideally, I'd like us to get the sixth seed just so we'd play Boston first round. But um, we are 10 games back on the sixes and the paces, so it will be tough to catch that up. But uh, let's uh, move on to some more magic chat. Okay, Aaron Gordon, I think I said it last year, last week. Aaron Gordon has arrived. He's been putting up crazy numbers uh, had his first career triple double. Not that I love triple doubles, but it was a good triple double in a in, in a win, I think. And um, he didn't play today, and boy did we miss him. We lost badly to the uh, Lillardless Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. Um, but AG, I also want to shout out, uh, and I did a post on. Uh, Magic Reddit that went uh, pretty well, 115 upvotes. Ooh, Mo Damn. Bamba. Okay, Mo Mo Bamba this year, and a lot of people on on Magic Reddit are very down on him. They say it looks like he just doesn't care. A lot of people in the basketball right? world are down on Mo Bamba. Yeah, he's averaging 5.6 points, five rebounds, 1.5 blocks. First glance, you know, Terrible. nothing that impressive. Not terrible. One point five blocks is pr- is pretty good, but here's what we we realize: if, if you're pulling out a guy's one point five blocks as like why they're <laughs> looking promising, you're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Okay, he's playing fourteen minutes per game. Fourteen minutes. That's 
thirteenth most on the team Thir- for a team who, like we only play nine players every game. Yeah, he's playing the thirteenth most minutes. Yeah, enter per thirty six. Oh no! Okay, Paul. per thirty six, Mo is averaging thirteen point six points, twelve point two rebounds. There's a double double. And spiraling out of control, mate. You're spiraling, Paul. I've been a in league. This position, Paul. A league I've, been, best. I've been the guy quoting third pair 36 minutes, okay? I've been a there league, with Lonto. A league best, 3.7 blocks. Yeah, Paul, like you can't just extrapolate a guy out to 36 and, and say that's why he's good. Like the reason he only plays 13 minutes for the lowly uh, Magic is because he's not effective when he's out there on the court and the Magic are pushing for the playoffs. No, that's that's not true. He's, his plus minus is second best. Why are they team, not playing him? Why are they only playing 13 minutes then? Ah, uh, because he's yeah, because he's a rookie. Because he, he sucks and he doesn't look. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't. Isn't know he what a he's second doing. year player? Wait, who said he's a rookie? Uh, I said he's a rookie. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's he's second year, but he's had a, oh, he hasn't played that much. Yeah, yeah. So he's, Paul, he's just finished his rookie year. Basically, he's thirty-seven years old. He doesn't. He's not. He doesn't look like he understands what's going on, which is amazing because they've played a lot of games now. But um, fingers crossed. It's not RIP for Bamba yet, but um, it's been a tough No, he's going to be good. Um, well, can hey, we Paul, just br- briefly one, talk- Oh, sorry. You go, JT. So just just one magic question. Well, it's really um, interested in your take, Paul. Did you see the Did you see the game today? Yeah. That How nice was... Uh, so Markel Fultz, for all the, you know, the few people that missed oh. the game, one of the great um, ankle he, breakers without actually pulling a move. Yes. Oh, no, he did. He changed direction. And here's what I will say. But it wasn't I'm really surprised. like. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's not the top of... It was definitely a move. I think he kind of... I loved it. Went one way and went the other. Here's what I'll say. I'm shocked it's not... It just shows the small market team thing, but... If that had been the amount of ankle breakers, and I do that with quotation marks, that get hyped up where it's just someone tripping over the screener's foot or mainly the guy with the ball just pushing a guy over, like with his hand, like the amount of like James James Harden broke his ankles. It's like, and then you watch it and it's just him pushing a guy to the ground with his hand and then stepping back and shooting a three while staring at him or whatever. Yeah. This was, there was zero contact from anyone Markel goes back to his left, genuinely looks like he breaks the ankle, like he genuinely looked like he hurt CJ McCallum's knee or something with the change of direction. Unreal. Yeah, it was great. I just briefly wanted to talk, Paul, about a game known as the Magic vs. Spurs. Did you watch this one? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Of course you did. Heartbreaking. So for people who didn't see it, this is how it finished. The Orlando Magic um, were down uh, one, and they didn't have the ball. The Spurs, legendary Basel team, with a, what, probably the greatest coach of all te- time coaching them, um, have the ball 
up by one point in the magic half. There is eight seconds left in the game. The Spurs inbound the ball, and the Magic, with that legendary best in the NBA when they had Jonathan Isaac. Are they still best in the NBA, Paul? Sorry, I zoned out for a second, but did you... So this is... Okay. They went to inbound it. They couldn't. Call the timeout. Came out of the timeout. Went to inbound it. The Spurs. Couldn't. Yeah. Had to call another timeout. Yeah. Now we're at, at where you, you should be. Sorry, sorry. I left out that that small detail. Paul, are the Magic still um, best defense in the NBA? Uh, on what metric? The, um, Vibe? Points per um, 100 positions. Um, I think the... Well, I think the... Uh, um, the fantasy the basketball might... statistics per 36 minutes. Um, the point is, the Magic are a legendary defense. The Spurs eventually get the ball in bounds after wasting two timeouts on it. Eight seconds left. The Magic swarm the player, get the steal, drive down court. Fultz, I think, kicks to Evan Fournier, who drives through two players to um, shoot um, a clear open layup and shoots the layup air ball over the hoop to lose the game in stunning fashion. You're missing a key detail. What's the key detail? And this, I'm guessing this is going to come as a plot twist to you. What Here's it? what happened. Mark, I, I can't remember if Mark, someone passes to Evan Fournier. Fournier dribbles in. Uh, Patty Mills fouls him. Shooting foul. Goes uncalled. Spurs win. Refs did not call it, but in the two-minute report, went back and retroactively said he was fouled on the shot. But there's nothing they so can do. So you're saying we Fournier was... Where, where was he hit? On his arm or something like that? Ah, uh, leg. On his leg? This is what the... I've got the last... The two-minute report right here. Yeah, Paul, you've also Mills got... The, jumps the, from you've point- also got Mo Bamba's 36 minutes and the All-Star report from Fred Vlanvliet. Like, you're... I, I'm worrying you're, you're, you're in the cult of... You're too deep in the cult of the magic. And now every time no, they stuff up, you're all just I'm saying, them. All I'm saying is what the referees uh, said. They're saying that Fournier is fine. He missed the layup because he got, he got nicked Mills on the Mills jumps. Well, then say that's why he missed the layup, but they said they missed a foul. You must have been infuriated with Fournier, though. Am I right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's fine. People I don't feel like shots. people often have any feelings towards Fournier that aren't that aren't infuriation or frustration. Well, he, that, that's the weird thing yeah. about him. He's actually having statistically like a really good year. He's doing that old contract year magic thing. That's that's not a that's not a thing. Hey, um, one, uh, that did remind me though of one observation during the week that I had following how, our referee chat. Because one thing that really aggravates me is the two. You know, when they do that report, Paul, where they um, the refs are like, "Oh, these are all the things we got wrong." Yeah. I reckon for everything. So they do that report at the end of the game. And for everything they did wrong, it's assigned, like, a point based on how egregious it was. And the teams get points. So, like, if you missed a... If there was a foul on a a missed shot that otherwise um, could have won the game, the team gets, like, 0.1 wins added to their total oh. for the season. Yeah, right. Because there's otherwise, what's the point? The rest are just, like... It's so... um. It's just so. It's just like quite awkward. If I feel bad for the refs, it doesn't really help anyone. The last two just minute report does does seem like a, a little bit of a. It was a a valiant idea for transparency, but it just seems to yeah really um, create just like a a weird talking point. 
two days after the game has been played and no one cares. It's one of the things about NBA games as well. They're so disposable that no one cares about this two days later, you know? And what's that thing in movies? You know, like, when if there's, like, a religious villain, like an evil monk, you the scene that you know they're evil is where they're, like, you'll see them and they start whipping their own back real hard. Yeah. What's that called? Da Vinci Fla- Code. Uh, no, is that called flagellation? Self-flagellation. No, it's called... Um, no, it's called... It's called Da Vinci Code. Chastising? Um, ch- ch- chastity? No, no. Um, yeah, you can call it chastising as well, but um, self-flagellation Whatever is, is the term, yeah. That's the two-minute report. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You, you, yep. I don't... All the mistakes I make during the week at work, I don't, like, blast them out to the whole company. Um, po- I keep that shit to myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, good point. Or um, blame others. Yeah. <laughs> That's always that's always a, a wonderful plan. It is always a lot easier if you can just blame other people, so um, just do that. Um, Paul, just before we finish, what's been a great showing at Magic Mayhem, we need to make it yeah. negative. I've always got to make it negative, pa- don't I? No, we've got to do Player of the Week. Oh, yeah, Player of the Week, um, and then we play- make it negative, or do we do negativity and then finish on a high? I feel like the Trailblazers made it pretty neg- negative. <laughs> I don't know what the negativity is going to be. But well, I always, whenever we talk about something that is just amazing, I say write it down so Magic Mayhem can be awesome. And every week you ignore my advice. No, I know what you're going to say. The Orlando Magic bullying scandal. Whoa, what's this? Bullying. It's No, it's rookie hazing and it was from years ago. It's not torture. It's waterboarding. And it happens in Guantanamo Bay, which is not part of American territory. Are you going to this keep is, talking? This is news to me. The Orlando Magic Hello? taped uh, JJ Redick when he was a rookie to an uh, office chair, wheeled him into the showers, turned the water on, <laughs> and left him there for an hour until a cleaning staff member found him and freed him from his jail. <laughs> and, and look at how JJ Redick's career has gone. From a guy who a lot of people thought wouldn't even last three years in the NBA. He's he's played. Do you reckon the hazing helped him a lot? But didn't the Magic sort oh, yeah. of ruin his career before it got like almost ruin it before it got started? No, 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 no. I don't, I think I not they at didn't all. Play him. Well, they now his rookie year he played fifteen minutes a game. Paul, who were the perpetrators? Uh, oh, almost as almost as much as Joe, uh, Mo Bamba. <laughs> Actually, it's actually identical. Fourteen point eight minutes. It's actually the identical number he's playing this year. Paul, do you know what was JJ Redick? Sorry, guy, you go. Uh, just who are the players who taped him up to the chair? Do you know? Uh no. Oh six, oh seven. Orlando Magic. Uh, Dwight. Dwight would have been involved. Ah, uh, yeah, possibly. I mean, I, I can't. I can't really say who was involved. Trevor Ariza was there. Um, Grant Hill was there. Darko Milicic was there. Hedo, of course. Jameer Nelson was probably Hedo Turkoglu was definitely involved in one way or another, right? Legend, magic, possibly. Legend. Anyway, Paul, sorry for making it negative. Finish on a high with your magic. It's not negative. Player, it shaped him into the. It the was pretty. It was pretty negative, been. but you've managed to. Spin um, it. Player of the week, big time is Terence Ross, the Human Torch, T Flight. Um, whatever T flight. What's his? I can't remember that's, you know, that nickname. <laughs> that's um, the hard thing about nicknames. It's remembering all of them. Uh, he's over his last four over the last week, last four games. He's hit four point five threes per game. 
23 points, 5 rebounds, 2.3 assists. Uh, man, the guy's just an absolute joy to watch. Love the guy. He's huge for the locker room. Um, a well-deserving player of the week for Magic Mayhem. Uh, um, j- congrats, Terrence. Congrats, T. Ross. And and it should be noted that Scotty Pippen did confirm that the dunk contest judges did conspire to tie another round. Um, yeah, we already said that last week. That was on last week's one. Was it? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm sorry about that. All right. Paul's had a segment. JT's had a segment. It's time for a little bit of intellectualism now with God I've Been Thinking. God I've Been Thinking. God I've Been Thinking. God I've Been Thinking. And Guy, I've come up with something. God I've Been Thinking. I've really nailed it this week. I've had great ideas in the past, but let's be honest, they've all been bullshit. Forget all of those out of your mind and lock into this. Professional sports have gone mad, right? The NBA has uh, uh, lost its lost its competitive edge, s- searching for that money. It's draining um, players by a, a long season that bores both players and fans. It's too long. In the UK and in Europe, sports oh has hidden rock bottom <laughs> where pr- the professional game has become a plaything for billionaire petrostates to humanize their horrible regimes through teams like Manchester City and Paris Saint-Germain. Now, in 2020, it is time for a revolution. Bring back amateur sports. Who wouldn't get behind an amateur sports league in the United States of America where it's the basketball representing every team, every city in um, in America with the only rule being you can't pay the players until the end of the season when all the um, all the pro- league's profits are divvied up and paid out to the athletes based on um, revenue gained and also um, like how the team finishes. Like as a reward for winning the championship, you might get a bonus or something like that. Amateur sports, why not? Well, I'm people need guy. to eat and... How do, how the, do sports team, the sports team would pay for that. So you work a job throughout the week, and then on Saturday mm. you travel to a, t- to a place what if, and you play a game. What if instead of working a job, you were uh, studying in classrooms? You're, you're saying like, um, like the, college, the college game. Well, the college game is bad because it doesn't play, pay the athletes in anything, but also... There's... Oh, kind of like amateur, like an amateur, oh. amateur sports league. I was, I was on your side, guy, but Paul has absolutely foxed your hair. No, 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 no. So in college basketball, right, they make billions of dollars and they don't pay the athletes. I'm saying the athletes do get paid at the end of the season. They get like a percentage of the profits, but they don't get paid like uh, a professional uh, athlete does. Like they don't get paid like. Uh, they've got to work a normal job. I don't know how you enforce this, okay? And it is quite confusing, I admit. But the vision is that if you if you just went and supported your Chicago team, watching the elite level talent isn't always the thing. It's like my same philosophy behind the the celebrity basketball league. Like it's not everything to see like the most amazing plays or the most amazing athletes. Just the competitiveness, the atmosphere, and the um, excitement of the sport can be enough. And I reckon there would be more as opposed to will Giannis leave Milwaukee? Does Giannis care about Milwaukee at all? Does LeBron care about Cleveland? He just moves to the Lakers. KD just switches teams every three years. 
the amateur league would also be based on where you live. So you have to have lived in the city for five years before you can play for that city, for example. That's crazy. Bring passion no, I'm with you. back to the game. Bring a, um, a level of excitement that we haven't seen because players are, are playing for nothing. Imagine if you're playing for everything. For the, for the name on the front, not the name. I'm sounding a lot like college basketball here, eh? The point is, yeah. we need we, we why can't people enjoy amateur sports in the same way they enjoy professional sports? I think it's I think there's possibility there. Yeah, I'd say there is a lot of amateur sports available to watch. Nah, but not on TV. It's I guess it all comes down to marketing. I guess my vision is that you need a billionaire to pick up the sports, which we get back into professionalism again. But you need someone to market it and to sell it. A bit like I guess in the UK they already have this with football, where they have lower leagues. Like there's there's like um, five professional tiers in um, uh, English soccer, but when you get down to the fourth and fifth tiers, they're but they're getting paid pittance. You know, they're basically amateurs. And um, I would love to see players playing for the love again. And um, yeah, maybe a bit more cheaper ticket prices, more passion in the stands, something that normal people can afford. I think it's a pretty good idea. Um, I'm out on it. Oh, you had you sort of had me, and then you started talking about the billionaire-funded marketing campaign, and you lost me again. Well, I don't know how to I don't know how to promote it. Okay, that was you can ca- cancel that idea out. Are you with me now? Yeah, because at at a high level, I agree that it's really like totally relative, right? So if we didn't have LeBron James, but we just had the best amateur ever, like amateur LeBron James would still be pretty good. Yeah, like th- so I don't I don't think we're losing that much. Think about how good like A grade. Long Beach or whatever Los Angeles suburb you're divided into, like how many good players there are just playing in like Long Beach men's A grade. Like I would like to see those players on an average week. Not only that, their stories would be better than NBA players because NBA players' stories are all the same, right? They grew up poor or not that well off. And then when they were 13, they got into a basketball program and they've been essentially a professional ever since. What if you just had people who were just like, you know, working all week as a, um, as a builder, and then on Saturday they go out there and play um, sports in front for their city to represent their town. I reckon it'd be awesome. So, Guy, I can solve this for you, though, right? Yeah. You don't need to make the NBA amateur. All you need to do is find a way to put cameras in the Long Beach men's A-grade. <laughs> yeah. Then you can watch it. <laughs> no, nah, but it needs to be city versus city, I think. Like, you need to be Chicago versus Los Angeles versus New York. Like, a genuine, like kind of rivalry and i guess i guess what would happen is that teams like um seattle or smaller teams like minnesota would just suck and it would just be like 12 los angeles teams versus six new york teams or something like that but i just i don't know why i just want to see an amateur sport but paul has does have a point that it is very similar just to like the corrupt ncaa system here's paul don't lie paul don't lie follow-up segment nba offseason like think how like the drew league seems kind of cool yeah what if there was just an off-season tournament and it was states or whatever, states or cities, and yeah, every year in LA, there's this tournament oh, and they play yeah. for their home their home city or state. So I've, I've actually expressed this idea before on the podcast. It's called State of Origin based on the rugby league yeah. um, competition. And yeah, I love that idea too. I think that's great. The problem is you just couldn't get the NBA players to play, which is why I've morphed into my new idea. I think you could definitely get some. 
for sure. If they play Drew League, they'll play this. The other no, the other way, um, the other way it fell over, um, was that Los Angeles I did find was too strong. But I guess you just have to split Los Angeles up into multiple clubs or mo- multiple sections. But li- li- literally, when I looked at the teams based on modern NBA rosters, Los Angeles in the final would probably be Los Angeles A versus Los Angeles B. And there'd be a few weird teams like um, if you did State of Where They're Born, um, like LeBron's um, Cleveland would have Steph Curry, so that would be a bit better, Akron. Um, but uh, but largely, um, Los Angeles would just be way, way too strong. Yeah, I just I don't think everyone would play, um, and it'd be a lot of amateur guys. But... Um... Yeah. Also, there's only five guys on the court. I so just, I just, I, what I'm, what I'm streaming, and I, I like it. I, I'm just, I'm just, what I'm trying to get is just a level of passion, which I think is sometimes missing from the Amer- American pro game, which is just like, why are you doing this? Do you hmm. care? Do you hate your opponent? Or you do should you... get into Euro League. You reckon? Yeah. I don't think I, I think it's just the same as America, right? It's just like a lower level of that where all the good players just go and play for Barcelona and Madrid and No, I think there's a more of a passion. Yeah, yeah definitely. But also I think they certain NBA certain NBA teams have good um team kind of passion. Well there's not many rivalries, you know? It's just like there's a bit too much jersey swapping, I guess, is is all I'm saying. Like I just wish there was a bit more like I need to win, a bit more of that Russell Westbrook, like everyone me versus the world kind of vibe. Yeah, but that's why I liked Ja Morant blowing out the Lakers and sending his jersey to LeBron. You you reckon it was a swagger move? Yeah, everyone did. Everything Ja does is a swagger move. Yeah. Um, He's got the most swag per 36. I think it was crazy for LeBron to sign his jersey and send it to Ja Morant after getting blown out by the Grizzlies. And then Ja was like, you, here's mine. Put it put it up on in your house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I... My, uh, uh, the way I read into that is that Jar asked for LeBron's. If, if he didn't, though, that's crazy. Yeah, it, it didn't say, but I like to think he did. Yeah, you got to read between the lines. Um, now, just before we go, we've got um, fantasy seasons heating up. Um, it's probably time to step into the fantasy forest. I'm not going to do movie magic this week. Why, why don't you do ma- movie magic? Uh... I haven't had a chance to watch any new films. What? I've been really busy. But you love films. I know, I know. I've, I've been really busy. What's happened to the magic of the movies? No, it's still very much alive. I actually think, in terms of the cinema, it's quite dead at the moment. Like, um, the new big release is The Invisible Man. I have no interest in that, in kind of a horror film. Um all the other movies I've seen long ago. Okay, well, uh, yeah. well, the magic of the movies is dead, and it died on this podcast. No, it's podcast. not dead. It's dead. It's not. It'll um, be back next week. Um, I'm definitely going to go to the What's not dead is JT's um, fantasy playoffs, which are happening right now. Let's step in to the fantasy forest. JT, how's your fantasy team going? Well, guys, we talk a lot about the Hokey Pokey Cats on this podcast, and... Great news for the HPC. The boys are in the finals. Wow! First time, first time in four years. Congratulations! After entering, thank you. After I entered a rebuild, um, which culminated in uh, drafting Marco and Lonzo one and two, which hasn't been wholly successful, I will admit. <laughs> not only, no, I've stuck with them both for years. And needing, I was uh, coming down to the final day of my. Um, 
my playoff semi-final against the F Mountaineers. Well, I'm one of my great rivals. Wow. The I just needed a couple of steals to seal it. And who steps up with three steals, 19 points, nine rebounds and nine assists, but Lonzo himself. Wow. So thank you, Lonzo. Is Cal still on the team? Oh, yeah, big time. Mark Cal's oh, on great. The, yeah, he's just, he came, he absolutely, he absolutely bought the heat today with a pretty cool three of nine. <laughs> so, Seven points. <laughs> so tell me this. You, Good assists though, right? He had ten yeah. assists. You've been you've been in the um you've been in this fantasy league for how many years? Oh, it's been going on a long while. I think maybe two thousand and nine ish, and it's been dominated. There's a, we've got a really villainous, um, really hated team um, called the Pirates. Actually, unironically, well, pretty ironically, called the Pirates, who's one of the worst fantasy villains I've ever seen. What's so bad about the and Pirates? The pirates are always swindling themselves, like deals, like tricking people into trades. Just very much like real life pirates. Very, <laughs> that's a lot of piracy. So much plundering. Oh, I can only describe it as plundering. <laughs> and he, he he was in the he didn't make the playoffs, so the playoffs are wide open. Wow. And what happened to couple, him this year? Injuries. Uh, yeah, he's he, he's but he somehow turned somehow yeah he's a lot of injuries, um, but he somehow ended up with Giannis. Steph Curry, Anthony Davis, and Victor Oladipo. So looking pretty good for next year because we were in a keeper league. Wow. But surely, are they expensive keepers? We don't use... Yeah, so we don't do that price thing on them, which we need to. That's I've been crazy. trying to bring that out. What so you can just keep league. stars. Yeah, we can keep stars, but... Um, Lucky you're I've keeping Markel Fultz and Lonzo Ball. Well, yeah, well, sadly, I think Fultz might be on his way out, but I just don't... I don't know if I can break that news to Paul. But anyway, <laughs> we're in the finals. Wait, out, it's a, why Why is he out? Well, listen to my team. Okay, this is... I'm one of the great drafters. As you know, I've got that custom um, tool, the sleep miner, and I <laughs> listen to my team. And I, okay, so listen to my team. Of my potential keepers. I can only choose five of these people. That's Luka Doncic, Porzingis, Zion Williamson, Devin Booker, Bam Adebayo, wow. Karen Jackson, uh, Jaron Jackson, aka Karen Jackson, wow. and then I've got Markel, Lonzo. It's going to be tough to find them all at home. Miles Turner. But sure, you could just redraft Markel, right? Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a lot of competition. I love um, how Markel is will. so keen for to your trade team to have Markel. Paul, do you have Markel you in your fantasy not have... team? No, but I tried to trade for him. Um, you're, you're a phone. I'd like mate. to talk briefly. I'd like to talk briefly. Well, I actually usually have a, a no magic player I've policy. I've got more questions. I've got more questions, got more questions uh, here for JT. Oh, yeah. JT, who's been your um, surprise hit? Who like is there a player that you drafted low or picked up from the wave of Raya who's helped carry you to the final? Yeah, so it's got to be Bam Adebayo. Like I picked, I drafted him maybe mm, fourth or fifth. No, I can't remember. I I also hoard a lot of picks, so it's hard for me to remember where, what round I got someone in, but. I drafted Bam, and he has absolutely brought it for me this year. And uh, I I'd should like give to a say, qu- quickly, just qu- while, you, while you've gone back to Bam, I just want to say that um, two years ago when you got drafted in a Magic thread titled Bam, where someone said, I think we should go for Bam at 25 um, and look to offload Bismack, uh, I commented, I wanted Bam real bad with an exclamation mark. So... <laughs> I knew. Wow. And I just want to say a good good luck to my finalist opponent, who's a listener of the podcast, who has tried to instigate a campaign of hate against me in the um, 
the group thread, but I'm rising above it, and I just want to wish them all the best. So, wow, you're, wow. What, what a wonderful um, competitor you are. Um, it starts today, does it, or yesterday? No, yeah, it started today, first day today, so two weeks to go, so I'll hopefully, and if we win, I'm going to get I'm gonna get five Hokey Pokey Championship Cats t-shirts printed, you two can have two, and I'm going to give three away as a podcast competition. What? That is a huge, Paul, a huge... Paul can help design them. A huge yeah, wow. statement there. This is, ma- this is massive. So how are you feeling about your chances? Are you feeling confident? I'm feeling... I don't want to give too much away. I'm a bit like Paul because I know Cam listens. I know he'll be trying to... He'll be passing through this podcast trying to get any insight. But I'm, I'm confident. I'm confident. Now, there is a... Um, uh, uh, there is a, a, a common thing that I've noticed in fantasy basketball. You, you mentioned that he's trash talking you. Um, there's a common there's a common situation where everyone who's lost doesn't give a shit about the league anymore after that. Are you saying the people who have been eliminated still kind of care? Yeah, we've got quite an inventive, quite a uh, innovative bottom half competition where you you once you uh, the people that aren't playing for the playoff are playing to get the first pick of the draft. Wow. So it's still alive. Wait, 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 wait. Who gets the first pick of the draft? Like the team who does the who, best Who out wins of the, the mini teams? tournament? Yeah, who wins the mini non-championship tournament. That's madness. And guess who's... Yeah, and guess who's going to win it? Bloody Pirates. Bloody Pirates! It's ridiculous! <laughs> nah, it's yes, good. It keeps, it, it keeps everyone in the hunt. Involved. So you mm. literally... But you literally reward the teams that miss out on the playoffs but are good. Yeah, so what what the what the strategy now is most people are trying what you want to do is stay on the bubble between sixth or seventh and right at the end of the season if you think you can't make win the championship, just try and come seventh. And then you're well positioned for a run at the loser ball. Um and tell me this, is your final championship over two weeks? Did you mention that before? Over two weeks and on, and we're both one time winners, so We'll have our second ever two-time winner uh, two weeks' time. It's pretty exciting. Wow. For Lazy Greyhound Memorial League. Wow. What a grueling and exciting final. JT, I wish you all the best. Thank okay, you. Now, I'd like to talk a little bit about the <laughs> Nelson Suns. <laughs> um, Paul does not wish you all the best. Are... He's like, I'm the star of the segment. <laughs> no, no, no. I definitely wish you all the best. Oh, you didn't say that. This is... The sister team of the Nelson Sons. I don't know what your team's called again. Something cats. Hokey Pokey Cats. The Hokey Pokey Cats. Allegedly. No, the Peanut um, Butter Jelly Cats. <laughs> what are but, they called? Um, I'd like... The Peanut Butter's Bad Jelly. Oh, yeah, that's all right. Oh, what's the Hokey Pokey Cats? <laughs> that's what I thought it was called last week. Ah, uh, okay. Um, but anyway, we're coming off a big 7-2 win against the worst team. But um, I'd like to shout out a player who both our teams have, Miles Turner, 18 blocks in the last four games. Holy I think shit. he's on your team, right? He's back, baby. He's back. How's he he's per back. 36, though, compared to Mo Bamba? <laughs> well, not as good, because Mo Bamba's best in the league at blocks per 36. <laughs> um, so, yeah, take that for data, quote <laughs> David Fisdale. But here's the big storyline. So here's the thing. I'm basically – I've had a kind of rough season – but I went, I went crazy. I've tried to go on, go mainly a point guards team, and I've, I've had some injuries and a little bit of bad luck with Mike Conley being terrible. But um, I'm, I'm scraping into the playoffs, and I, I think I'm peaking at the right time. Like I'm confident that I can upset anyone come playoff time. 
The issue is it's one week in my league, so it's really, you know, you have a little bit of luck. Um, trade deadline just passed, and I was disappointed not to trade anyone, and that's my fantasy tip for the week. If if You need to stop thinking late in the season, oh, this player's going to come right. If they haven't come right and it's late in the season, move on. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to tr- I wanted to make a trade. I, I, I couldn't, and I'm stuck with Josh Richardson basically now is what I'm saying. Um, and I, I'm, I think I'm going to drop him and just pick someone else has, up. Has he not improved um, with um, Ben Simmons go, being out injured? Uh, kind of. I think he's, he's just not shooting free throws well, which is critical. I, basically, I have to win free throws because um, I, I absolutely will not win field goal percentage. But uh, here's the big storyline from my fantasy league. The all-time winningest season was uh, me. Wait. That's not right. <laughs> Man, you built this up so high. Oh, what, a, what, a, what a storyline. I have the most, the winningest season, but it's saying I, it was in 2019, which was last season, and that wasn't my most winningest season. I, I didn't even finish first in the league last season. Um, but anyway, 120 wins in the season is the record set by me. I'm sure it was like 2016 or something. This year, the leading team, D's Nuts, the defending champions, they um, Great they name. they got off to an incredible league. <laughs> but is so he, they got off. Are to, you playing against a twelve-year-old boy? Possibly. Um, he got <laughs> off to. No, I, I actually know him. He got off to an incredible uh, start, winning his first ten weeks in a row, and he's hit upon hard times recently. Because originally I was like, he's going to smash my record, but now is he's got three weeks left. And he's got to win 17 categories, uh, which I think is only six a week. But still, he's looking shaky. But it's huge. I, I don't even want to bring it up because then he'll start trying real hard. Because I don't think he knows he's going for it. <laughs> I want to keep that record. I don't think you um, um, you know you're going for it. As you said, the official record book is skewered. But anyway, um, good luck for defending that record, Paul. Um, just before we go, guys, and good luck to JT again. I wish you all the best. Thank you. Who's your fantasy player Paul, of the week? Paul again um, doesn't mention um, good luck to uh, JT. JT. I would like to, yeah, I would like to give my player of the week actually. Um, yeah, that's a really good one. You know what? It's really. Um, I know it was only one game, but I'm going to give it to Lonzo. Those steals. He, he's like I knew I needed them, and he got seven over two days, two games. Got seven steals. Really wow. brought it home for me. Thanks, Lonzo. I'd like to. I mean, I wish I could almost three-way split this, but I'm going to split it. Between two, my two most recent pickups, both of them guards, Kobe White for the Bulls, who with Chris Dunn going down, I picked up because I knew he was going to get unleashed, and he put up monster games. Um, he he hit seven threes in one game, five in the next, sixth in the next, four in the next, scoring thirty three points, thirty three points, thirty five points, and filling out the rest of the stat line well, including turnovers. Um, but him and Steph Curry, who hit eight threes in a game, and I think is currently the best three-point shooter in the league, uh, he had 37 points. Crazy. Players, players of the week. Shout out to those guys. Steph Curry. Yeah, Steph, Steph. Curry. Steph. Oh, right. I was oh, sorry. Did they say, yeah. say Steph? Oh, sorry. No, Steph Curry's unreal, man. He's been balling out. For Who does he play in for? His last Portland. Dallas. Oh. Dallas. Best, best three-point shame in the league. He scored 64 points in his last two games. Um, 
Oh, great. I, I'm, I'm just not, for some reason, just statistic, like numbers just wash uh, for points just wash over me now because the games are so high scoring. It's, scoring 30 points is no longer that great an achievement, but good to hear Steph, uh, Seth Curry is Seth. doing well. Just before we go, and I know I'm weirdly obsessed with this, but can I just get championship... A little chat about the British Premier League. No, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, no, NBA champion predictions. I want to I want to hear from everyone. One team. One team only. Uh, I want to hear at the start of the season who you're predicting, just to remind people, and who you think now. I'll start. Um, is everyone okay with this? Yeah, definitely. Paul? Uh, I would like a little more time to make just, a... just, 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 well, just right now make one, and then next week you can make your proper, your, a better prediction. Just it, feel it in your heart, just like how you dismiss the Bucks with your heart. I'm going to say right now that my name is Guy, and at the start of the season I was strongly picking the Clippers, but now that I've watched three quarters of the season, I am now strongly picking the um, Morky Bucks to be a first-time champion. JT, hit me. Okay, my name's JT, owner of the Hokey Pokey Cats. Hi, and JT. I, at the, and I, at the start of the season, well, like five weeks ago on this podcast, said the Nuggets, and now I'm saying the Rockets, and I'm saying the Pelicans will get the eighth seed. Sick. Oh, I love that little bonus um, prediction. That Nuggets one was predicated on them getting like another piece, right, eh? Exactly, yeah, that was with trade. Because it is quite an odd prediction but we should talk about the nuggets more on this podcast since andrew hasn't been on we haven't talked about them much we need to bring back those fields of gold all right the moment of truth paul williams stepping up to the mic let us have it uh hi i'm paul williams and i wish i could spend a little more time looking into <laughs> well, next week you the can numbers. next week you can just give us something yeah. now uh at the start of the season i said the clippers were going to win and at this very second i haven't seen them play a game but I think I'll stick with the Clippers. You haven't seen them watch play a game, but you're like, I'm, I've got a good feeling about them. Well, just on paper, they're stacked, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Well, um, all right, cool. Uh, but they've only gotten stronger as well they, by adding one of the Morris twins and Reggie Jackson. But have they not looked a bit... Well, Reggie Jackson's trash. Have they not looked a bit um, a bit shambolic this year, though? Are you not worried they're not going to get it together or Paul George is going to be too um, injured? Because Paul George... I feel like surely Doc, Doc Rivers will get them together and they'll um i feel like they're just kind of coasting and resting guys and i don't know what's going on but obviously me predicting them winning is is predicting that they've got everything under control and they're just coasting till the playoffs and then they'll unleash their their full lineup Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.